You're listening to the Of Course You Can podcast. We're diving right into your questions today. So let's get started. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Of Course You Can podcast. I'm so excited that you've chosen to hang out with me today. I love you for it. Okay, we have some really good questions today. I'm going to jump right in with our first question from Raquel. Raquel says, hi, Stevie. Do you have any tips for balancing feminine and masculine dynamics in business? I'm asking because I find that my emotions sometimes drive my business actions. An easy example could be, I'm feeling sad, so I don't post on social media or I don't follow up with a client inquiry until I'm feeling better. Thank you. Yeah, Raquel, that's beautiful. And I really get that. So I think this is where talking about the masculine and feminine, this is where structure and systems can really, really support you. Because man, do I ever believe in the whole human experience, having our emotions, having our feelings, having our experiences, not wanting to push ourselves or do things when it's not right. And that's where the masculine can come in and really hold us, really hold the feminine. And that can look like structure, that can look like automation, that can look like systems, that can look like passive income, right? So I would pay attention to how is your structure in your business right now? What are the systems in place that are holding you? Do you have systems in place holding you so that you don't have to show up every single moment or every single day rather? on social media and that you have systems in place that can really support you in your full human experience. So for example, when when I left for our wedding in September, the the couple months leading up to that, my intention was to get rock solid in my systems. And they're not even complete yet, honestly. I have a lot more stuff to do with my systems, but I wanted to create some really beautiful structure and things that were going to hold me in because I wanted to just completely turn off for for two weeks. And I did. It was so, so amazing. And so that is things like... Okay, so for example, I have my Power of Somatic Breath workshop and I have my Embodied Evolution workshop. Those workshops weren't on my website. They were only in the link in my bio. So something even as simple as having landing pages for both of those workshops, because they are something that you can take at any time, having landing pages for both of those workshops, writing copy for them, you know, having a checkout process that I hadn't, I didn't have to do, you know, I don't have to be a part of it all. People can check out by themselves. Even things like I worked with a, a, a business coach and even things like order bumps, I would have never thought about this on my own. And she helped me realize you can create different pathways of income. So every time someone checks out and say they join the breath channel or they purchase embodied confidence, there's a little button at the bottom that says, hey, do you want an order bump? And you get an embodied journal for free shipping. And I can't even tell you that has created so much more passive revenue just from that one little systematic uh, shift right? So having, the other thing I did is like having, I would, if I get into these content bursts, I would write weekly emails to my list and automate them. So I had emails going out while I was gone. There's just different things that you can do to structure and have systems in place where your business is really supporting you. 
right? And one of the mantras that I use is I have a business. I have a rock solid business that supports me. And so I make decisions. I create from that place and I take action from the place of what would be the systems and the structures that would really support me and hold me so that I don't feel like I'm always on. So I don't feel like I, my, my revenue depends on whether I post or not. Right. So that's what I would say. That's my two cents when it comes to the masculine and feminine in business is having those, those structures in place that really hold you when you're in your experience. And Raquel, the next thing I want to say is actually more of an energetic thing. So yes, all the systems and structures as far as business goes, but there's also something that you can do where it's like you're being the adult and creating space for your inner child to have her feelings. So, and this is, this is like just intuitive. It's, this is not, I mean, there's going to be times where you're just like flattened and you're like, I don't want to do anything. And that's exactly right. That's okay. But there are also some times where your adult can come online and kind of go, okay, honey, talking to your inner child, honey, I know that you're sad. I know that you've got a lot of feelings coming up right now. We've got to show up in our business, but you know what? You, me, tonight, 8 p.m., we've got a date, and I want to hear you. I want to feel you. I want to give you all the time and space. So that's actually a way that you can create some masculine structure as well for yourself that says, okay, right now, we're going to do this thing. We're going to show up. We're going to lead from our power. We're going to we're gonna show up online or, or whatever it is for you. We're going to show up and do the thing. We're going to take the actions, but that does not mean that I don't have space for you. And I'm going to set a structure and a a system in place that says, Hey, at 8 PM tonight, you and I've got an hour to be together and I'm going to journal and I might do some breath work and I might meditate and I might hit my bed with a bat and scream, but I'm going to listen and hear you. So I, I, I can't be with you in this moment, but I've got you and I'm not going to leave you hanging. And then you follow through on that. You follow through on that. You make that commitment to yourself. You follow through. And that's actually how you build self-trust, right? So that's another element too. It's not just the concrete systems and structures, but also the energetics of saying, hey, I've got you. Right now we're going to do this, right? Right now we're going to do this thing, but I've got you. I've got you and I'm going to feel you through. So that's what I would say, Raquel. I hope that is helpful. Okay, this next question is from Gabby. Gabby says, my question is how to become more confident sexually. I've improved my confidence in a lot of other areas of my life, and I was even in embodied confidence, which helped a lot. However, when it comes to being sexual, I hit a major wall. I know that this partly stems from a family environment where sex was taboo and not talked about. I got the message that sex is dirty and that wanting it is shameful. My mom especially is very uncomfortable around the topic of sex and even gets squeamish when there is a makeout scene on TV. In addition to the family environment, I also struggled with body image issues when I was younger. I've grown a lot in being able to accept and love my body, but I still have moments where I feel jealous or threatened by another woman's body. I can get very insecure around extremely attractive women. In general, I feel timid, insecure, and stuck in my head when it comes to sex and being sexy. I would love to be able to feel more confident, free, and connected to my pleasure instead, especially because I know my husband struggles with my lack of sexuality. He would love to be more adventurous and have sex more often, 
but I can't get on the same page despite different things we have tried. One last thing. I asked, I asked him to stop watching porn because it grosses me out and is a major turnoff. He has stopped and doesn't bring it up. And it honestly does make me feel better knowing he doesn't watch it. But do you think I'm being controlling by asking him to do that? Such a good question, Gabby. Thank you so much for sharing your heart. So, I mean, you kind of said it in the question, but it really sounds like you're working with a pretty big shame story. And I just want to say I have so much compassion and understanding. No little girl, no little boy for that matter, no one should be told that their sexuality is wrong. That is not okay. No child should be told that, you know, something about their desire is not allowed. And so I just want to start by saying it really makes sense that you're struggling with this because from a young age, you've gotten the message that it's bad, that it's dirty, that it's wrong, that it's icky, right? And there's closure around it. So I just want to say, I love you. And this really makes sense. So how we work with shame, right? Is we have to remember one, okay, my wounded child has been triggered. The shame has been triggered. Either we're about to have sex or you see, you know, a hot woman passing by, an attractive woman passing by, you've been triggered. In that moment, the thing to do, well, if you can in that moment, or if you, you know, need to make a little date for yourself later, kind of like what I said to Raquel before, then that's fine. But we need to say hello and start to welcome the shame part. Because the shame part, it, it's going to start thinking crisis thoughts, crisis feelings, extremism, anxiety, you know, all these other sort of sh- uh, somatic sh- shame sensations. So when we welcome it from our witness, meaning the part of us that can notice, the part of us that can take a 30,000 foot view and go, okay, this is what's happening. Then you are now the adult and you're welcoming the shame but it's not you. You are no longer the shame. The shame is a part, but you're welcoming it lovingly from your adult. Okay. So what, what we do then is we have to recognize the stories the mind is telling you are not true. Now here's the thing about shame. The stories are not true. It is not true that you're bad and wrong for your desire. It is not true that you have a a sexual body. It is not true that your want for sex is bad. That is not true. The story itself is not true. However, the feelings are true. So let's break this down a little bit more. We recognize the stories, right? And we give the stories back and you can actually take your hands and give the stories back. Say, no, this is not mine and push it away from your body. This is not mine. This is somebody else's. This is a lineage in my family. This is not my shit. It is not a crisis. It is not true that I am bad for my desire. So you give that shame story back to wherever it came from. You don't even have to know where it came from. You're giving it back. Okay. Now, what is true because now that the story has been released we do want to welcome the feelings so now the feelings are true meaning the feelings of what it's felt like to believe sex is bad the feelings of what it's felt like to believe that you're yucky if you want desire 
that you should be ashamed of yourself. That's real. That is true. The story is not true. That's bullshit. But the feelings of what it's felt like to take that on, that is true. And so we want to be in unconditional welcoming of, of that, of those feelings. It might be, it might be disgust. It might be mad of like, how dare you fucking teach me that? It might be scared. It might be, you know, like shame, right? It's, it's definitely going to be shame that that is going to be a flavor. It might be sad that you took that on, right? So we want to start getting into a process of welcoming the feelings of what it's felt like to believe that for all this time. Okay. And that's going to actually be the way through over some time. That's going to be the way through is we have to start to, to, cause here's the thing. This is trauma. This actually is trauma. Remember you guys, trauma is not just a big T trauma, like an event, a happening that is trauma too, but also trauma is these ways that we're met these conditionings that we've been bought into, but that have been put on us that were not ours, right? Those little micro moments of the way that ways that were treated or dynamics were born into it's trauma. It's trauma. That is the truth. And so trauma is anything that has our witness shut off. So some amount of your energy, Gabby is trapped at I'm bad and yucky, right? I'm, I'm gross. If I want if I want sex, I, my desire is bad. It's shameful. So we have to start getting into relationship and a relay with those feelings. And I'm just going to tell you right now, it's not going to feel good. It's going to feel like shit. (laughs) And that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Because why it felt like shit back then it felt like shit to take it on. You know, it felt like shit to have that projected onto you. So we have to welcome some of those yucky feelings so that they can alchemize and digest and compost and what's left over more you, more of you on the other side. So a way like a kind of like a gentle way to go into this is maybe this is just coming through in this moment is just touching your body and you don't even have to be naked you can just start with touching your body and just start caressing your body right and i imagine that some stuff is going to come up and that's exactly right that's exactly right so we can just start to welcome oh wow even when i touch myself even when i touch my body some shame is coming up and that can be the doorway into some of these trap feelings Okay. Now I will say, Gabby, that I I do believe that you're going to need more depthful holding around this rather than just like a podcast episode. So I would say to reach out for some support and get some holding around this part so that you can have the thing about shame is shame can shut down our witness, right? And so the, the goal is to have your loving witness on it, but it also will be really helpful to have someone else's loving witness on you as you're welcoming these big feelings. So having support around this is, is going to be really, really important, I think. But this is just some, I'm kind of pre-framing what the process can look like. And as you're in that process, giving yourself a lot, a lot, a lot of loving intention. And, you know, you can just do this like 10 minutes at a time. It doesn't have to be a big thing. You can do it bit by bit. And then you know what? You go outside, you get into nature, 
feel your feet in the ground, give all the shit to the earth because the earth can absolutely turn it, turn it back into love, transmute it back into love. You drink some water, you watch some funny puppy videos and you, you, you refresh the screen, right? And you can come back to it another time. It can be a process, but shame is a real bitch. And I feel you. I love you. This, it is not true that your desire is bad. It is not true that your body is bad. It is not true that sex is bad. And I'm just so sorry that that was put on you, but I'm really excited for you in this process and what you're going to find on the other side. So I love you and I'm thinking about you and I hope this was helpful. All right. Our last question for this episode is from Radhika. Radhika says, I really appreciated what you shared around self-trust in your latest podcast. On the same note, how do you deal with self-doubt, particularly around making business decisions or decisions in general? Would it be the same, i.e. remind yourself of the things in life where I can trust myself and just move forward? Maybe the questions are very similar, but thought it was worth asking as self-doubt and self-trust are interconnected. Yeah, no, great question, Radhika. Thank you. Well, first things first, I want to point you to the breath channel. I think you're in the breath channel, Radhika. I want to point you to the breath channel and I want you to, I want to point you to the self-doubt practice because there is a self-doubt practice and there also is a decision-making practice. So yay. (laughs) Uh, We got what you need. If, If there's anything I can tell you, it's we got what you need. So check that on the breath channel. Those practices are going to be really helpful. But to answer your question, drop into your body, drop into your body. My love, our bodies have an infinite amount of wisdom. You absolutely have inner wisdom. You have an inner knowing. So I think it's a matter of getting quiet, taking deep breaths, calling upon your inner guidance system, and really building a relationship and a rapport with that. The other thing here is not always, but I just want to name this is sometimes we're going to do things scared. It's not true that we're going to feel fantastic and totally confident every single time we want to do something or take an action or, or make a decision about something. That's not true, right? We're going to have doubt. We're going to have fear. And sometimes we're just going to have to walk with fear. And that is the path. And that doesn't make the path wrong. That is actually very, very correct. We're going to have to walk with fear and that's okay. But I do really want to point you toward the self-doubt, self-doubt practice, as well as the decision-making practice. And Radhika, I would love to know after you hear this episode and after you try those two practices, what comes through, please feel free to DM me because I would, I would love to hear from you. All right, you guys, that is all we have for today. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for those gorgeous questions. If you want to get your question answered, the link is in the show notes. I love getting questions from you guys. And also, I just want to remind you, if you are new to my world and you want to feel some of my work, I would check out my workshops. I have two fantastic workshops that are both $27. One is called Embodied Evolution. And that one is really all about what I like to call becoming her. 
And what I mean by that is becoming the version of myself that is living the embodiment of my next evolution. So if there's something that you want to create, if there's something that you want to um, live into, if there's something that you want to expand into, Embodied Evolution is a really, really great workshop because I take you through a somatic embodiment practice where we're feeling through any blocks that have kept you at the old thing and I'm inviting you into, and you're inviting yourself into that next evolution. So that's one. And then the other one that I want to tell you guys about is my, my workshop, the power of somatic breath. This one is incredible. If you are new to somatics, it is an amazing, amazing intro to somatic work. It's an amazing intro to my work. I take you on a deep dive of what somatics is why it is so much more effective than mindset work and how somatics can deeply, deeply affect your life. And then I take you through a really profound breathwork practice so you can feel it in real time. So yeah, I wanted to tell you guys about those. Both of those links are in the show notes as well. And that is it. I love you guys so much. Thank you for being here. Of course, you motherfucking can. I love you. I'll see you next time. Bye. Hey everybody, if you're interested in breathwork and how it can radically transform your life, but you're not yet ready to commit to the monthly breath channel membership, I want to invite you into my workshop, The Power of Somatic Breath. This is a $27 workshop and inside I go into a deep dive into why breathwork is so transformative, what it is, how it works, why somatics is so much more effective than mindset work. And then I take you through a really delicious breathwork practice so you can experience it and feel it firsthand. So if you want to experience that, go check out the show notes. The link is right there and I'll see you in there.